0: Hey
1: everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode recorded live at the Tools Conference, Lucas and I sit down with Adam Rath to discuss leadership within our shops. Who is the leader in your shop, and what happens if you're not around or able to take the helm? Before we get into it, though, do us a favor and head on over to youtube.com and type in ASOG. Once you see our channel, take a look around, and if you like what you see, please hit that subscribe button. It would really help us out. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure that you have a set to automatically download the latest episode. And now, here we go.
0: that hiss it's because somebody routed all the power right next to are you
1: serious Mm Mm-hmm. it'll be okay it'll Mm. be just fine well i can i can i can noise reduction that out have you checked the audio into the feed or the stream um i didn't but the you can see the doodad bouncing around see oh if the doodad's bouncing well the doodad's gotta bounce otherwise like you don't know whatever Okay, you're good, Adam. Yeah, we got we got yeah, like got 20 minutes to talk, and then uh, I know what I want. To talk about. Lori, Lori's gonna be here, but you know what? Lori can sit down, and we can have a discussion with Adam. Who's Lori? Lori? She is the training coordinator for ASPPA. Yeah, let's let's fucking talk to her. You know
2: you're streaming live, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk to her.
1: Um, <laughs> so we're, we're just Soon, at the second we go live, i <laughs> start chopping f bombs. <laughs> Is that us live? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did so, you not think we were going to go live? Like this thing tells me. Look we already got one. Well, well, that how, that how one would person I know that, that was that, watching.
2: What's I, that? You think somebody could have said something to me. You, know, you, you guys would, know I you have would, like a horrifically foul mouth and, you and, would, and nobody warns me. Like. You would think that David would recognize. You would think that he would understand that David when says, I said I
0: was going to check the audio that he. Oh, did you not think I was going to go live? Of course I did. That's why I was checking the audio to make sure it sounded good, to make sure it looked good, David. I don't just like hope things are okay. I make sure they're okay, David. Um, okay. Adam Rath. What's up, buddy? Good
2: morning.
1: Good morning. I Is have to go time? to the bathroom. No, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I do.
2: Listen, you're gonna have to hold. You're it. gonna
0: hold. <laughs> it. You're gonna have to hold. Uh, sit down <laughs>
2: and be quiet.
1: So um, this took us an hour to get set up. We got in here early. We were supposed to get this done by nine to start at nine. Yeah, but you see, the internet it, it thing all screwed it, us up. Yeah, the internet. Don't play me. This was the internet. I didn't. I didn't say. It. No, you were about to, I could tell from the face. Like the face was like, I'm coming in after you. This is all your fault. <laughs> um, so you know, two things.
0: We 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 had a um we had a really good conversation about leadership the other day. We're at Tom Shearer's yep. shop. Yes. Right. And we talked about leadership. Now, um, I didn't explain this, right? But the reason that came up for me or the reason that we started talking about that was um and I know why we've got a little bit of feedback there, David. I just thought about it. So one of the things that came up you oh. can't
2: do that to me. What is it? I had another mic on. I turned it off. It's okay. He turned he turned your mic off. Yeah. Probably. Oh man. Oh that, that one a there. Really good idea.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one. It's not that. It's not, it wasn't feedback. It's the hiss. Like that's sh- because somebody ran all the audio cables. No, up. no, 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 no. This isn't like feed. This is like uh, <laughs> that that computer um, running
0: anyway. wild
1: with the the fan or something. So so AST right.
0: I took my team to get a haircut, and that's something that we do lots of places. And it's not necessarily that we all need a haircut. It's that we like to go places and experience services that other people offer, right? Because we're all in the service industry, and I like to experience how other places perform and what they do. And so we go to get this haircut. Now it was a really cool experience because the night before, the owner of this facility reaches out and says, Hey, what do you expect? What are you looking for? I notice a bunch of people are booking at the same time. Are you all together? Right. Really cool conversation, explain what we were doing and why we were doing it. Right. And so um, something came up for the owner and the owner couldn't be there. And so we arrive and nobody in this place knows what's going on. Right. They don't know that we're supposed to be getting haircuts and they can't figure out why all these people are showing up at once and and why are they scheduled at the same time? And it became really clear that there was no communication from like the top down about what to expect or what was happening. Right. Now, it's not that that's the end of the world, but it turns out that the owner had communicated to the next leader, the the manager, hey, here's what to expect. Here's what's going on. Guess what? He was late that morning. So now all of their clients, not just us, but other clients are standing here saying, ah, this seems like super unorganized. Like this doesn't seem like this isn't what we would expect, you know, and you can see the stress and you can see the frustration on everybody's face. And so when we left, Shannon, who is my service advisor slash manager, looks at me and says, we need to have a leadership hierarchy. So that doesn't ever happen to us. If something goes wrong, who's the next person in command? Who's the next person who steps in and says, we know what's going on. And, you know, so one of the things we do to avoid this is we have team meetings every morning. Right. And, okay, if if such and such is a no show, you're going to this. If this happens, you're doing this. Right. uh, you know, Dutch will appreciate it. We always call it, you know, pre-flight briefing, right? We have a plan of what we do when something goes wrong. But in the same respect, there's got to be a hierarchy. Who's in charge? And so I'll, I'll never forget your reaction because we start talking about this and you're like, uh,
1: hang on a minute. I'll be right back.
2: <laughs> well, I, I really wanted to know. I I thought, you know what?
1: Lucas and I have been telling you about parts tech for a while now
0: Click the link in the show notes to get started.
2: We've never actually discussed that at my shop. I wonder who the heck is in charge when I'm not there. And I haven't been there a lot recently with the new shop going on. so right. I text Jen, who I'm assuming is in charge if I'm not there, and said, who's in charge when I'm not there? And she starts giving me all these political answers. Well, <laughs> we kind of divide and delegate. Every- I'm like, no, who is in charge if I'm not there? And then she's like, right. well, I don't think I understand the question. Am I in tr- Am I in trouble? I'm like, I just want to know. Who is in charge if I'm not there? Right. And and she at ultimately said, I, I really have no idea who's not who's in charge. And and so she, she now knows that she's in charge if I'm not there.
0: Right. And 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 I think that's important because look, if if there isn't a head, right? If there isn't a leader, everybody runs around going, Oh my God, because that's what we experienced at that barbershop. They were going person to person to person. Uh
1: what do you think about this? Oh man, I don't know. What do you think about this? Hold on. Now. How much how much of that was was them not having a quote unquote leader versus him them not having any structure? Because like if I'm not there, like my service advisor, Juan, like he still has to do his job just yeah. to make sure the cars get out the door, mm-hmm. and checks in the car, and you know, answers the phone. Like he still has to do his job. The techs still have to do their jobs. Interesting point. And, and, it, and but, I but do so a, little at my shop. We know that you don't even have. Well, to say I'm the it. Just ser- given. for like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not being stupid about it. Like I'm. I'm serious. Like I do so little at my shop, where like my job is to find the part that no one else can find. Hey, I, I went to Parts Tech Repair Link. I can't. I can't find this. Can you help me out? Because it's going to suck up time. So like I've got nothing else to do, so I'm like sure, yeah, I'll I'll sit here and I'll you know look for the bank. Uh, yeah. well this is I can do this on my phone. So <laughs> <laughs> so that that's my job. That, I mean that's what I do. So that's the only time I get called in. So whether I'm there, I'm not there. You know.
0: But but hang on here. So th- there's a reason. That we went that route as opposed to thinking it was a lack of structure, a lack of training. Okay. Right? And it was that the minute that the manager that was late walked in, everything went <laughs> right. I mean, it was like the wave on the ocean just went flat instantly sure. and it was smooth sailing, right? The water yeah. was calm and he walks in and he says, okay, here's what we're doing. You're going to do this, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this. That's my point, though.
1: If, they, if everybody came in with, with an idea of what they're supposed to do, look at your shop. You haven't even been at your shop. Has the shop faltered? Is everybody running around like chaotic? He doesn't know he's not been there. <laughs> If did revenue I, all of a sudden drop
0: by?
2: I drove by past 50%. the building the other day. It's still there. So it's well, that's my point. No, though. no, like no, the, no. I mean, that's just it. Everybody, money's still coming in. Everybody's doing their job.
1: Yeah, that's and that's what I'm talking about. Like if at, at the and and I'm not saying you don't have a valid. You absolutely have a valid point. It's incre- incredibly important to understand. Why <laughs> are staring at? Just It's creepy. <laughs> no, I'm trying to check your timing to make sure your timing's right.
0: <laughs> my timing? What do you mean, my timing? well you see your audio is off a little bit Adam's looking a little concerned see <laughs> my audio oh god I should
1: have shut my mouth I should have. you shouldn't have said anything now i'm all distracted if you're not distracted something that's right. there though like here it looks like well I guess that's string yarn, so it's whatever
2: anyway okay. so but, but so here here so you're you're realized too as your operation scales which i know you have no desire to do but like let's say you started at you got to You had five techs in there. You're going to need three people. Three people on your front counter, probably. You're going to need some sort of a manager. You're going to need a service advisor. You're going to need a CSR.
1: That that sounds like
2: extra payroll. But but
0: But my point is, is that I'm good at extra payroll when you have a hierarchy of leadership. Right. It takes some of that stress off and it, it because I, I think we're emotional creatures when we realize that we need to be making decisions and moving and grooving on our own and we have people waiting on us and they're standing there. And, but you must want that though. I like, understand. But what I'm saying is, is not everybody has that
1: potential. No, that. And that, that's what I'm saying is I don't think you, I think you have a perfectly valid point. I think you're right. You walk into a lot of shops and the shop owner isn't there. It's chaos. Yeah. because everybody's like, uh, who's going to check this car and what? What do you know? And and they don't because they're being told all day long, go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that. Right. And if there isn't anybody there telling them what to do when, they don't know what to do. They they freeze, which well, is what happened at your barbershop. But well, it's a it's a lapse in leadership, right?
0: And and so a leader doesn't just, in my opinion, a leader doesn't just come in and tell people what to do.
1: Your, your, your well, theory. that's what was happening at that shop. Right. Yeah.
0: You're, but With I think it's barbershop. more. I think it's more than just that. I think when you have a leader, right, and he comes in, he brings comfort he or she brings comfort brings brings a sense of of normalcy brings the fact that I I'm going to take care of this don't worry I've got it the stress is on me we're good we're going to do this right so they bring confidence to the team they bring a whole different level it's not just coming in and telling people what to do right we were talking about that with with somebody the other day talking about growing to be a leader there's aspects of leadership that you uh, you're, you're David, I think you're looking at this and saying Lucas is saying somebody to tell everybody what to do. No, I'm talking about a leader. I'm talking about who's the leader, who's the person who has the emotional intelligence, who's the person in the shop who can go in and say, listen, here's the situation, here's what we've got. We need to do this, calm everybody down, settle the situation as a whole, because this guy walked into chaos in this barbershop. Right, yeah. it was complete chaos. There were people getting emotional, the there were clients that were upset. This guy walks in and says, "Listen, let me walk through this. We're going to get this taken care of. Hang on just a minute." And he just brought this 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 whole different, you know, um, vibe vibe to the experience. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, all I'm saying is that the lack of leadership came in the fact that he didn't have his team prepared for him not yeah. to be there.
0: Yeah. How like, many of a uh, how many shops are like that?
1: Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. And like and that's that's the issue is if if the shop doesn't function when you're not there, right? I mean, that's a that's a moment of self reflection. That's a moment of oh crap, I'm not I'm not doing things properly. Right. Here. But but what
0: happens is is that's when it comes back to most of these shops. Why does the owner stay there? Why has the owner been in the shop for 25, 30 years, never takes a day off, never takes a vacation yeah. because they've backed themselves. We're well, we, we very much like that.
1: We had right. we had very smart, capable, successful, prominent shop owners in ASOG. We were asking them, "Are you going to ASTE? You're going to tools? What were their What were their responses? Can't do it. Can't, Can't, Can't lead the shop. place. Place won't run without me. Right? Well, what are you doing on a daily basis? Like yeah. at some point, because I think a lot of this is a matter of control. It's not even like, I mean, it is a, a lack of leadership. If you want to look at an overarching name for all of it, but a portion of this is just control. Like, they don't want to give it up. Yeah. So, the, everything has to funnel through the shop owner. Right. Everything. The decisions, the okays, the no's, the whatever. Everything gets funneled in. Like, And that's a miserable yeah, way but, to live. That's a. I mean, that is a... And, and they, well, don't they think, think they it's necessary. Well, it, right? no, I think they see it, but they don't know, like, well, how do I start giving up control? Like, the only thing my staff, they want to make sure that the lights stay on. Like, it's a problem if the lights all of a sudden, oh, Dave didn't do his job. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to look at me like that? And they haven't been turned off. We're good. We're good. This month. This, <laughs> this month. Yeah, I'm on the ragged edge try I need to pay my bill. That's not the point.
2: The point is. Listen, if it happens, I can tell you how to override the meter. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Only happened to, to me once shortly after I opened my shop. Yeah, no, no. I forgot uh, to pay my home electric bill for nine months
1: nine months how'd you get away for nine months
2: oh, i was the winter, so they didn't shut it oh, off and i didn't yeah. have any money because i had just opened a shop and then all of a sudden they showed up and shut it off yeah but one of my technicians showed me what to do to turn it back on yourself so
1: what, what are you happening? doing I was trying
2: to, is that a comment
1: there's no comments it's fine quit okay. freaking out uh, it just it, it's bothering me never mind never mind keep
0: going that you can't uh, see it up there no that's not what's bothering me it's okay that i'm like, not watching it no
2: no I'm not what is this?
0: no just shut up and keep going i'm not no
2: now i want to know i want to know okay but here so here's going back to this whole <laughs> leadership thing have, have we not all been in this role of we we thought that every decision that was made had to come to yeah i'm the owner i have to make all the decisions Absolutely. that's what i thought that's well, how you be a leader you but make you can't all the decisions. be happy
1: though doing that well, like at some well, point all, you gotta go this is awful well,
2: look. Well, so I knew it was awful when I was doing it, but that's what I signed up for when I was the owner. I didn't know any other way. Heck, well, I didn't realize we, that you were supposed to assign, we,
0: we delegate
2: about, responsibilities. We talk about my parents. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this, David? <laughs> We we talk about How long life. have I known you? You're supposed to help me. Hey, come on now. Not, you really not think that long. look
0: he, he can't he can the dude can barely get a sentence out, okay? <laughs> Without changing the subject. I mean he can't even like he's gonna change the subject within thirty seconds of the end of this particular rant. I, I guarantee it. But but we talk about my parents all the time, right? That's something we talk about a lot. And so my parents ran a business, been running it for fifty some years. And and they are very much they don't want to relinquish control. Now, I'll give you a reason for that. The building burnt down once in 89, and and Dad's always contributed. The, the series of events that led up to that was a failure of leadership, and he knew that, and he's always told me, like, I'm not going to retire again because every time I retire, something like this happens. And, and and yes, we can train and we can put leadership in the shop, but, but David's right. Some of these owners, right, my parents, they don't want to relinquish that control. And I— I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying something bad about my parents. I'm not, right? I'm really not. They're, they're, they're phenomenal people. They're phenomenal leaders. They never wanted to upset people. They never wanted to put their foot down. They never wanted to grow in that way with the business. They were happy with the business doing what the business did. And so now, you know, my brother's coming in trying to take over. There's this giant divide in the family, blah, 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 whatever. But I think when you, when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, we have to learn to be leaders and you have to put a leader structure in place, whether it's a shop, whether it's any other kind of business. And, and so after all this happened, right, there was another thing that came up for me and i I just happened, you know, I wear the, like I've got a series of wristbands. I wear E plus R equals O. And so I was, you know who Brian kite is? I have no idea. You know, who Brian kite is, he's like a motivational speaker. He's a really cool guy. But um, if you go look up Brian kite, He did a video on E plus R equals O and he said something. And it it is so in tune with some of the things that we um that we were just talking about with this leadership situation. And it's that he he was talking about this. My brother's saying, I'm gonna put checklist in place for the business so the cashiers they before they can clock in and out, they have to go through the checklist. Right? And and the very next day, I'm watching this video, and Brian Kite says, if you have to put a checklist together, wouldn't everybody do it? If it was as simple as saying, do all these things to be successful, wouldn't everybody be successful? But that's not how it works. It takes leadership. Leadership is more than going out and saying, do this. No, that's not leadership. right? And we have to inspire. We have to cultivate a culture in our shops that drives things forward. And so that hierarchy of leadership, A, I think it's recognition that you need a leader besides yourself and be it's recognition i have to train them as a leader right you're part of this business culture i need you to help me develop this culture we do things this way because this is what we believe we help people we 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 believe in taking care of our people leadership is so much more than standing up and barking orders about what needs to be done or what do we do when something goes wrong leadership comes back to the business culture leadership comes back to the the way we do things right you know, I had an experience in the shop the last time we were out of town. Um, you no, know, when I was at Ratchet and Wrench, they had a couple, they, they were really pushing for numbers. I told them, I was like, look, guys, we've fallen back. What is going on? We need to push. And it's not necessarily about the numbers. I wanted them to see that they had the capability of doing this. So we really start pushing for numbers. And then they start making these little stupid mistakes that cost money, right? It's one thing to push for numbers, it's one thing to push for this or that, but they lost sight of what it was we were doing, why we do what we do. That's why that leadership position is so important.
2: I, I think that the, one of the problems, we confuse leadership and being the boss with two. And so I'm as a leader, I'm expecting that people will come to me and ask questions, and then I will provide them with an answer. And then, and then what I realized over many, many years is when we do that, they come to me and continue to ask the same questions in question a thousand freaking yeah. times so instead now my answer when i'm asked the question is well what do you think we should do exactly what do you think we should do about what would that? you do
0: if i wasn't here like what would how would you think through well, this on your own
2: my my in that so in the one thing that i've had happen in the past couple weeks with not being at the shop as much is my serviceman i didn't even realize she was doing it to me she would come into me and she would kind of know what my my thought process would be. And she'd come into me and she said, here's, we've got this situation going on. I I think this is the way that you would handle it. And, yeah, you're right. That's the way I would handle it. Okay. And I never thought anything of it. Well, then she would call me now that I'm not, have not physically been there and say, okay, we have this situation going on. I think this is the way that you would handle it. And finally, I had to say to her, listen, I'd rather you just did, I, I trust you. Right. Do what you think needs to be done and let's talk about it afterwards yeah and if we made a mistake we made a mistake it happens we'll call the customer we can apologize yeah like it, it's really not a big deal i would rather that you took the initiative than and, well than called me
0: and and how important is it that you
1: um <laughs> scott just scott palava everybody um just walking in the middle of a live stream yeah that's pretty typical um wow. I know, right? Uh, well, one of
0: the one of the interesting things is is that um, you know, and and this is something that Dutch always says, and and you know, I'm sure he said it to you before. Is you can um, what is it? You can you can delegate all of the uh, authority in the world, but none of the responsibility. Right? You can give every single bit of the responsibility away. You can't give any. Or all of the uh, yeah responsibility or the authority. You can't give any of that responsibility away. At the end of the day, you know, you listen to um, Jocko, right? Extreme ownership. At the end of the day, there is only one person responsible for everything that goes in and out of those doors. Everything that happens in that shop is solely your responsibility.
2: We we had a technician a couple of years ago. and that, And I think that's when I realized how this whole thing works. The technician put... I don't even know how, put the wrong, the right brand, right model of tire, but we must have had like 10 of that tire sitting there at the time, somehow put the wrong size on the car, shipped it, and we didn't realize until the differential blew up like two weeks later that, yeah. oops, wrong size went on that. And at the end of the day, once all this crap happened, you know, it, ever you know, I might, all my, oh man, you're going to fire him. You must be, this is my fault. Yeah. I don't know yet how it's my fault, but somehow this is my fault. I yeah. didn't have a system in place to ensure that we were putting the same size tire back on a car that belongs on that car. Yeah. I just thought it was common sense and that nobody would ever make this mistake. But yeah. clearly, I'm the idiot. I need to put a system in place so yeah. that this can never happen again. This is my fault at the end of the day. Hold on.
1: What's your system?
2: So right right now? Yeah. So system- How did you fix it? System now is tires come in for that that customer's car. They come in with a PO. When we've ordered the tire, we're printing the slip out of Mitchell, the the, the worksheet slip. Mm-hmm. That slip gets packing tape to those tires. Yeah. So the technician now not only has to verify the tires, it should have that slip on it, and then we put a QC process in place for afterwards. Now the QC is not always the, the QC is not what I want it to be at this point. But yeah.
1: The QC process sometimes gets shortchanged in our shop too. We kind of yeah. caught some can prints. Well, you know, drives me nuts. Hey, you know what happened when I was
0: gone? When I was at Ratchet and Ranch, what happened was is the QC process caught it. The QC process said something's wrong, and and three people were notified that something was wrong, and, and it still it, left. And it still left because it, it went back to the technician, and the technician said, "No, everything's okay. It, it's something else. It's a new problem." right? Because he was so busy. He was trying to go so hard. He knew that he had all this other stuff to do. And, and, you know, so we, we came up, I've got a complete case study on it for my shop. Now we came up with exactly what happened. And what we came back with was, is that if you have a concern with a vehicle that comes back, the first thing you always do, it does not matter if it sounds like it's that, if it acts like it's that you recheck your work before you do anything else. Right. Right. You, you, I mean, that is a hard, fast rule. Now you will be terminated if you don't recheck your work, if you have a QC failure, right? It doesn't matter if it's, Oh, well it wasn't doing that before. Please don't push any buttons.
1: I don't push any buttons. I think I nicked your thing. Well, you busted the
0: fan out of it over here. Which one? This thing? The little grill over here. Yeah.
1: Did I really? Yeah. Are you messing with me? No, I'm not. I didn't touch that side. Have you guys thought about
2: not sitting next to each other when you're doing these? Because I think I'm telling that's you part what, of the problem. Gonna, this,
1: this microphone fell into onto this thing. It's brand new, and I nicked it. I'm, uh, listen, I'm going I'm to get buy myself you a one.
0: super long XLR cable <laughs> so I can sit down there. And I, I think there's a way. Put I me on the mute. end. I think I can mute just his channel so we can talk and have a conversation,
1: and he can be <laughs> listen. There. I didn't. I didn't distract. I was just looking at something. I didn't. See, this is how it always starts, that, though. That, it that starts looks with like a distraction, nick. and then it turns into,
0: Mm-mm. I can't help myself. I think I nicked it. You know, we did a podcast recently that turned all Are the way into. Are you messing with me on this? No, I'm not messing with you. Phil, count the greats. Count the greats. You feel an open spot right there?
1: I didn't bust that out.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care.
1: I'll buy another one. I think you busted it out, and you're just trying to blame me for it. That's my fault. I will buy this for me. I feel bad. You really should. I'm going to, I'm going to get you a new one. mini extreme ISO. No, I don't want another one. We're good. It works. It does what it's supposed to do. Um, Scott, I need you to buy me a mini extreme ISO. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but
0: you know, I, I think that, you know, especially on the leadership conversation, I think that there's so many ways that, that leadership expands beyond telling someone what to do and it,
1: and, and, you know, just like we come to these. You're beating that dead horse. What's a PTZ camera?
0: What did I tell you? (laughs) What did I tell you? He, he looked down. Okay. He looked down and he saw PTZ
2: on this hand tilt. Zoom. Imagine that. You all right now? I thought you're no, the AB how guy. How did how did you No, it's no, that's all it's him. I've been specking, 99% specking camera of the systems here for the past
1: 99% month. of all this is is uh is his. You know what? David? I, Listen. I bought we, that Joby right there. That Joby's that sucker's mine. My pride and joy right over I'll there. I'll be honest with you. If <laughs> if David shows up and he doesn't have to go to Walmart
0: and buy underwear because he forgot them, we're in good shape.
1: Yeah, I don't show up prepared for anything ever. So that's why I do all of this part. Right? No, it's your neuroses. Like, we can manage. Dude, we would have had, a, like, a GoPro going. Hell, I would have had my phone hooked up to that thing and would just hit live and go. Bad audio and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's my point exactly. You know, that's kind of what I was getting no,
1: at. no, no, I can't. The audio drives me nuts. The, the audio. We would have had lapels. Yeah. Four lapels, in yeah. well, not it? Yeah. Wire the, one. Yeah. Just like. Wire. Yeah. Would have been fine. We would have been good.
2: I mean, like pan everybody tilt else zoom the, camera. Wait, what what have
1: I walked what, into Hold here. on, hold on. What's the point of the pan, pan tilt zoom camera? Does okay. it like follow you around?
0: So black magic, you can set it to follow you around, but black magic and, and pan tilt zoom is, you know, a pretty wide thing, but you could sit there and control that camera back and forth. And and so black magic cameras with this, you can control ISO shutter, all of those. Things. No crap. Mm-hmm. So if you get black magic cameras, you don't have oh, to go like you knew that. I just, Oh, yeah. So if you have it, then you go over here and you can push individual buttons. And if you wanted to move your pan, tilt, zoom, some of their
1: controllers will actually move the pan, tilt, zoom. So you that's zoomed in like so far.
0: (laughs) That's got, hey, listen.
1: So what kind of camera, hold on, but what kind of camera do you, I mean, it's going to have to have a specific type of tripod and like, like a legit camera, like a $1,500 or $2,500 camcorder or like,
0: um, I hate to tell you this, but you've not checked camera prices lately.
1: <laughs> okay, they're four thousand. dollars I don't know, whatever. Like a red sixteen to twenty six thousand. Okay, I'm not talking about red. I, Canon makes you know twenty
0: five hundred dollars. No, just search Blackmagic cameras. I, all these folks came in thinking they were going to get onto a live stream of folks talking about automotive shops and David and the bouncing AG, HD
1: ball. No, no, it's not my fault. Well, one, it's not my fault. Two, <laughs> <laughs> they work at cho- It's Saturday. They work at shops all day long. Yeah, like the last thing they want to hear about is shops. Well, what we should
2: talk about is right. The fact what they that- really want to hear about is cameras. Yeah, every shop yes. owner needs a thirty thousand dollar camera system.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. So no, no, hold on, hold on. Now, how much did you pick up your camera system for for your new shop?
2: Um, like two thousand. I'm into. It. I know. I got, how many cameras put- though? Thirteen.
1: 13 cameras for $2,000. Right, I, I got to wire
2: it myself and whatever and make you it figure out right how now. it's supposed to
0: work. And no, it's yours, dear.
1: Yeah. You
0: so here's the deal is that I will say this, right? So so maybe this is a topic we should talk about. I told you this the other day.
1: See, $1,500 yeah.
0: for this XA40. The The most pivotal thing that I found with security cameras in the shop is providing the service advisor a track of like so when people come in. Like how they're walking into the shop, you'll be able to see them. You can see the cars pulling into the shop as the service advisor, and being able to see each of the technicians base is the most advantageous thing I've ever done. I do not think that I could properly manage my shop without that.
1: Yeah, but you don't have like my service advisor just has to go, and he can see the shop.
2: I understand that. I'm talking about Lucas's shop is all it's. It's all I'm talking about levels and
0: I'm talking about the client walking in is is a huge deal. Being able to see that client walking in, knowing who's walking in, being prepared, seeming like you're organized, seeming like you you know you you know that client's coming in, the ability to to catch if
1: hey oh I got somebody coming in I gotta that's a culture thing though like I don't know like if if I know if I know the person. Normally, they recognize a car. They come in and you say, uh, Juan's still so new. like He still has to int- almost introduce himself to every single customer. Most, Some of the customers are like, hey, how you doing, Tana? Like dropping off the whatever, right? And so in those situations, are you serious, Scott? Are, are you serious? Yeah, it was way I'm going to flip the table over. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> this, is the, this is it. This is the Can last podcast. I'm going to walk out of All right. the, 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 He the. slammed the door. I can't cut that out. Like, we're done. Like, audio is trash now. That's why I just went off in left field. Like, screw it. This is done. Dunskies. You've been talking for like 10 minutes. It's been trash already. <laughs> I'm
0: glad I mean, I'm Scott, not you own. could only screw this up by like, <laughs>
2: just going into a profanity lace tirade <laughs> as soon as we went live. <laughs> Because nobody fucking told you that they were live. Oh, by the way, Adam, we're live now that Come you're on, done it's cursing it's... out a storm here. <clears throat> Let's try, and, try and tame it down now. Now we fucked
1: don't, it all up. Tone the language down. There could be kids listening, little kids. My wife is not going to be able to show us, hey, daddy was on YouTube. F this, F that, F bomb this, F that. You know, I
0: think we're all pretty, like... That's that's going to be David's children to a T. Bombing things. You heard the you heard the van story, like you know, he was giving them this lecture about you know maintaining yourself and maintaining your own culture and your identity regardless of what people around you are doing. And and he's got his kids in the cars, he slams
1: his Chrysler right into the, like the car First out to the dodge. It's like non <laughs> non stylantist John Dodge. Like twenty ten
0: and it was over a over a, a shirt.
1: That's not the the shirt wasn't the point. The shirt wasn't the point. Neither are the plosives, but that's okay. I didn't plosive. Did you hear a plosive?
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. So like does, does nobody grab because this is what I always feel bad if a customer and and now I'm not on my front counter so I don't really do this as much anymore, right. but when I was Scare on the front off. counter, customer pulls into the parking lot I would, if I didn't know who they were, and then they had parked somewhere where I couldn't see the license plate, but I knew they had pulled in, I would get up from the counter, go out to my shop, look out one of the shop windows till I could see what the license plate was, get yeah. the license plate yeah. number, walk back to the our middle service area, plug it in there while they're waiting up front because they've already walked in. Oh, that's that's. Bob Jones that's who that was. Okay, so then I go, "Hey Bob, how's it going?" Like of course I remember his freaking name. Like you know, out of my 2000 or 3000 or whatever customers. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, well, but hold I mean, on. Uh, that- cuz we
2: were then talking about that that whatever that software is that is going to be able to do that where it grabs the plate number when it comes when yeah. they pull into your parking lot and you know cuz I think that makes all the difference in the world when you have a customer come in and everybody it- suddenly knows their name. It does. And and but here's the other thing on that though. It is it's
0: not just about the customer service aspect. Like when you can see your base and and uh oh I realize that technician's struggling. It, you know, like so one of the things we do in my shop is we know when that in the morning meeting we have a conversation about when the technician's supposed to be through each job. And then we have a, a secondary time and, and it's more of like a mentally figured number. So if I need to move my list up, we have a no show. Okay. So Bob Smith moves up. Okay, now Bob Smith gets the original time slot and the second one goes down. And I just look at his end time and say, okay, well, I know that's two hours. Well, as opposed to walking around the shop to manage and expedite the shop, the service advisors, including myself in my office, can look up at the screen and say, oh, Terry's still on that job or Eric, it seems like maybe he's struggling. I need to go talk to him. Right. Because one of the things, like we talk about charging appropriately for testing, right? Right. One of the ways that you do that is make sure that the technician, after his allotted time on it, doesn't just get like lost. I'm really bad if I'm working on a car as a technician. I go down a rabbit hole because I, my job's to solve the problem, not to manage my time. So now all of a sudden I'm over here looking at the time, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm looking at the screen, saying, "Uh oh." Mm-hmm. We need to go have a conversation about this.
2: Yeah, but this is this innate for your, your service managers? Cause this is something we struggle with right now. And I, I don't have a, a great camera system. We have all just wise cameras. So there, so there's an app for it and we can log in and look at it. Yeah. So like if I'm not at the shop, I will pop into the cameras periodically just to see what's going on. And if all of a sudden I see that, Hey, there's, there's a car that's been in the shop, and especially if it came in in the morning, then I'm really concerned. But you know, this car has been in the shop for, four hours like that on my end sent says okay i gotta i gotta find out what's happening here yeah. because you gotta consider it, because it's not it's just not innate to my people and that's so that's something we're looking at the, the layout with the cameras for the new shop i want cameras visible from my service manager's office i want cameras visible at the front counter i want them visible in my office so we yeah. can all see that and start getting in that train of thought of like
1: you know well, hey you,
2: what's going so like i'll right. send a text like hey what there's a there's but a see, black, like there's a, a lot of that can be
1: managed e- through like auto text me where you can add timers in there to flag it can you be, but you don't pay attention to it right and that's well, it just the depends how you it, have it who set is up. it
2: flagging is it flagging the tech or is it flagging everybody you can set no you can set up for yeah that, you so can that, set
1: it to individually flag that one car in this one step like you can you can right, set it up who, to do. Who is it notifying? I, I don't, don't know. Does, it, 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 it doesn't
0: okay. even really notify them. It turns funny colors and starts blinking at you. So they got to go look for it. But but it becomes something you see so frequently, right? Whereas I can build a process that says, "Hey, look over every few minutes at that screen, and if you see something on that screen that looks off," in other words, let let's be thinking about having that conversation. It's just part of what we do in the shop. I'm telling well, you. Well, that
1: uh, you're. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but your your per tech production goal is twice mine. You see what I'm saying? Like
0: where you're like,
1: you're you're like happy
0: at the end of the day if the building doesn't burn
1: down. Well, yeah, I am. But that's what I'm saying. Like your expectation, you were just saying that you were pushing, pushing, pushing your guys to hit these certain numbers without you there, without you, you know, fine tuning to ensure that everything was leaving at a high quality but at a specific pace, mm-hmm. where I'm like, "Hey, building didn't turn burn down, and there's money in my bank account. I'm good." Right. Like my expectations are way lower. But again, it's it's a well, matter of like, they are. But but I Scott, that's that's the
0: door and see if our next guest is here. That's
1: purposeful. Like for me, it's not like I I have it set up that way. Like I don't I don't need I don't need those big numbers mm-hmm. one to pay the bills. Like I just need. I need to pay certain bills or whatever. And then also, like the way we manage it is if we if we do a good job in the mornings of communicating to the technicians, we've got A, B, C, and D for you, A, B, C, and D for you, and A, B, C, and D for you. That's what we've got cooking right now. Might change, but that it almost sets that that technician's mindset that hey, I've got three other cars behind this one. I can't get stuck for two hours on this one because I do still have those three other cars. And if we do that, if we do a good job of doing that, they tend to show up and go, hey, you know, I'm going to need more time with this card." I thought I had other cars. Yeah, you do have other cars. Great. They, they almost self-manage that. If we don't do that, they will absolutely go down the rabbit hole. And they'll be on that car for three hours. Well, yeah, I mean, but but I'm just saying this is an additional part to that process.
0: This, this is part of of keeping your client happy. Right, because now we're, we we have a rule in the shop. We do our very very best to call a client before they call us. Right, so I'm picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, Miss Smith, I see that the technician is just now looking at your vehicle. He's we at this part of the that. process, or yeah. you know." And, and so we're updating. You must them. have a lot
2: of time on your hands. Where they call? I do. You said you don't do that.
1: What's that? I was saying Lucas has a lot of time on his hands to call the customer right. before they they communicate with him? No, he's just really proactive about it like i admire that like you know
2: we tell all of our customers you're you're going to hear from and i we leave it a little bit vague you're so when they make the appointment you're going to hear from us by lunchtime
1: we tell them that too but they still call if
2: if you haven't heard from us by lunchtime something maybe went wrong just give us a call
1: yeah because then oh, that would freak out so much all of my customers they'd be calling like at 1201 there's something wrong with my car it was just an oil change. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, the
2: thing we found with it is some people eat lunch as early as 10 o'clock, and they're calling us at 10.30. Yeah. Like, no, we, we're still looking at we it. We tell
0: but. everybody that we're going to give you a call before 3 p.m. to give you an update, right? 3
2: mm-hmm. Even if it's a...
0: What if it's car, an oil change? Cars dropped off for an oil service? We tell them before they, when they make the appointment, I'll need the vehicle all day, even our oil services, right? And we add flexibility to our schedule through that. Yeah. And it works really, really people, well. Well,
1: Now, usually they're done at 10 or 11, that's a that's a area thing we tell them two hours they freak out they're so used to 15 minute oil changes if if you if
0: you continue to express to them that this is my way of properly caring for your automobile and it ensures that it's going to be safe and reliable for you and your family that's what we do right because every vehicle that comes in my door like rick always says i'm putting my good housekeeping seal of approval on it so i take that very seriously as a professional that's my job that's what i do and so, you know, when we get into that, and that's how we're looking at it. Oh Lord, you're messing with the computer. You make me nervous.
1: Why? This
0: is first time streaming. Like, no, I mean, it's just I mean, train- all of this you're is just a train wreck of a human being. That's what we're using. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be perfect. She, hey, she can go ahead and come on in. We can move that mic over and get her set up.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. Uh, we'll cut down on this one here. You're gonna you know, stick Scott, around, Adam
2: Scott. If you get some like snacks, a couple cigars, that would all, that would please.
1: I'm not. I wasn't kidding. Adam, I really no. do I have to go. To the bathroom?
2: <laughs>
0: Adam typically doesn't do the conventional cigars, though. You should probably know that.
1: <laughs> what is um, the Avipus <laughs> Avipus of Av, whatever it's called here? It, it's cool, but it looks like a webcam. I mean, they're expensive. What, but, where did this come from? Uh, Jim Kokonis. He's watching. Oh, Jim, what's up? Well, he was watching. What? You who's ran the le- them all? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, he called you out. He's like, who's the leader of this train wreck? <laughs> there, it, hey, there is no leader. This is what happens when you don't have strong leadership, Jim. See, uh, I, actually, Jim, what happens
0: is is David objects strong leadership. It, it, it's, it's against his, his principles. I reject. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's against his principles. I will so say, yeah. to try yeah. and lead this dude. It, I mean, have you ever tried to lead a squirrel? Have you ever put a leash on a squirrel? Okay? I mean, like it's kind of like putting a leash on a cat, man. I, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus.
1: Jim's watching. Hi, Jim.
0: So keep it professional. I, I, I am being as professional as I can be when it comes to
1: you. I got a tinkle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> One day I'm going to lose it. Nobody's going to wonder why.
1: We've had other prominent podcasters tell us that what we do is beneath them. I don't know why they would say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I, I enjoy talking about video
1: games and mechanical <laughs> keyboards. Hey, that was a great. Hey, if you guys, the the few people that are watching right now and those that are going to catch it afterwards, if you haven't listened to the next part episode... Where we talk about mechanical clicky keyboards, yeah, and video old video games. I can't use these new keyboards, man. They suck. Let's not go down that rabbit hole again. We're, we're going to end up talking about stupid stuff for twenty minutes. No, we're not, because
0: we're all going to leave when you pee your pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a story. I got a story. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So I'm driving back from Central Illinois. Really. I would have never guessed it. I'm driving back from central Illinois in my Geo Metro, okay? Do you remember the thing about the Interrupting Cal? How was it the and, Interrupting uh, Cal? <laughs> I'm driving back, and there's, at the time in St. Louis, is when this, you're entering the recently? city. No, this is like 13, Do you still, 13, have, do you still 14, have the Metro? No. That, That's so unfortunate. I, so, you remember when gas jumped up to like, this is like mid-2000s, gasoline almost hit $5 a gallon. Right, just is like it is was, now. Well, yeah, now let's not get into that. So, (laughs) gas was almost five bucks a gallon in Illinois, and everybody's freaking out because at the time, everybody's driving around these massive SUVs getting 11 miles a gallon. Scott knows. And everybody's driving around these massive SUVs. All of a sudden, gas is five bucks a gallon, and we're in a blue collar, like fairly depressed central Illinois factory town where all the factories closed. And it's a big deal that to, to all of a sudden you can't put you can't fill up your gas tank for 50 bucks. Now it's a hundred. It's a big deal. And so that, that's no groceries for the week because you have to fill up your gas tank. And people are driving 30, 45 minutes to get to work and stuff like that. So I, I was driving 30 minutes, and this guy comes in, or no, I was driving by this like teeny tiny little town, and this guy was selling this Geo Metro for 500 bucks. And I'm like, I was driving my Honda, but the Honda was not a Geo Metro. This thing got 50 miles a gallon. And so I, I I bought it before the gas jumped up. When it hit 5 bucks, I had people coming up to me going, I'll pay you $2,500 for that car. This car, the door handles were vice grips. So you'd yank on the, the rod and then push the door open. By the way, I made plenty of money. It was a store manager. I made I made decent money. I just... Cars were not my thing Like I don't need To drive anything nice I still don't need To drive anything nice Like I don't care And so He, d- he drives a caravan So I mean I guess We already knew a, that Grand, That's a Grand Caravan GT Thank you very much Anyway But so, yeah, what oh. happened
2: When he got out here With the freaking rental Oh man
1: What oh, he It think didn't think have all that of climate
2: control I don't need anything And a nice. flat tire And a just flat tire tires are just, Cup holders are square That's just <laughs> That's just
1: That's just stupid That's just stupid This thing didn't even Have cup holders Okay so I'm driving back in my Geo Metro and going into St. Louis, going into St. Louis, I, and I had to pee, and I'm like, I don't want to stop. I hate stopping when you're on the road. You just try, I'm trying to get to where I'm going, and that's it. I don't want to stop for anything. I just want to get to where I'm going. And we're driving back, and this is like, I don't know, 5 in the morning or whatever. And I'm in St. Louis. I was trying to beat the traffic in St. Louis. At the time in St. Louis, all of these interstates would merge into one bridge, it was as stupid as the stupidest design in the world. It was called the Poplar Street Bridge. 44, 70, and 64 would merge into one bridge that would then cross the Mississippi and then it would split off after you got into St. Louis. So you can just imagine the chaos every single morning. Uh, that was a plus one. Every single morning, uh, going from Illinois into St. Louis, all these people trying to get to work in the mornings, merging into one bridge. It was like gridlock every single morning. And I was trying to beat it. There's no exits. And I'm like, I got to pee. I can, but you know what? I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat it. Come on in. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to beat it. I get, and I got stuck in the craziest amount of traffic I had ever experienced ever, ever, ever. Oh man. I thought I was going to, like, I thought I was Looking into the cup situation, I'm like, I do I have some empty cups? (laughs) It was so bad. I was in pain. And I'm just like, ah, this is awful. This is the the worst experience of my life. It was so bad. It was so bad. I still remember it. It was traumatizing, traumatizing to be that bad. Because the whole time I'm just chugging caffeine coffee and like Mountain Dew and just because I needed to wake up. I had to be at work by seven. That didn't work out, and I got stuck in this traffic. Oh, like well, no what exit, was the nothing. Of this whole thing. I just I muscled through. I didn't. I didn't pee myself. Was and there I didn't no do rust the
2: holes in the floor of this car? I mean, if you're using it vice rust grips thing. to open the door, you the, think the, there'd just be a look. if an anybody's outlet. ever
1: owned a Geo Metro, they know that the the door handle is like, I don't know, it's yeah, it's tiny.
2: Yeah, they you buy they're twelve bucks on Amazon. We used to so, stock them.
1: Yeah. You know. <laughs> Had I like, that many I metros.
2: Had to, well, no, the Geo Prism used the same handle. No, no, no. The oh. Metro
1: was smaller. Oh, is it? It was a different handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, because the Metro was a Suzuki, the Prism was a Toyota. And so the the, um, the little door handle would snap off, and so the little rod would stick out. And I, first it was the passenger side, then the driver's side. So you just, vice versa. They had that same problem on the Metro's. Yeah, the Metro and the Prism, had the same problem, but they had different door oh, handles. Okay. They were different design. I
2: don't know. We used to have a bunch. We had a bunch of customers with that, and the Corolla He was putting and the, he
1: was putting Prism handles on Metros
0: and Metro handles on probably. My <laughs> <like>, God, he <laughs> stuck up there like. No, well, it's, you
2: put them on and they would just break like eight months later, and then you yeah. warrantied it for three freaking years, so you'd have to put another freaking one on, and then so yeah, Man. we just would
0: were they dormant.
2: I don't know. It was whatever they were Amazon sold dormant, for... Because yeah. all you could buy is Dorman locally, so I just got them on. What's the difference?
1: I can yeah, buy Dorman locally anyway. for
2: 25 yeah. bucks and then warranty... They never their-
1: strengthened them. That was the frustrating thing. Like You knew they were warranting out 30% of their door handles. Put a little bit of fiber in the plastic. Something, but they didn't. And they well, would snap off in the same spot every single time.
0: Now, I, I know... So I was talking to some heavy truck technicians years ago. This has been years ago. And they said that, that there were certain cultures or certain, um, folks who were driving at that point in time. And there were two or three companies that were hiring these people and, and they would expect the world out of these guys. And what would happen would be is you would get five or six people in one tractor trailer at a time. Right. And they would, they would like sleep on the bunks and they would pile up. And, and they would sleep so they could just keep moving constantly. And the technicians were saying what they were doing is they were taking hoses and they drill a hole in the floorboard.
1: Oh, Jesus. And then
0: that it, so it would spray down the bottom of the truck. So they said it was, it was miserable to work on. And then they would have a five gallon uh-huh. bucket. And they said that that was just like
1: that caked on all underneath the truck. Can you imagine? So with like it, it was snowing that day, so you getting drips on you, and you are underneath the truck. And like, so they finally said, "Hey, I can't. We can't work <laughs> on this anymore, right?"
0: <laughs> so where was your garden hose? I mean, a garden hose might be a little bit big. I'm not, big. Kidding, dude. I'm not I sure. Was, you probably I was
1: going to hang it out the window and just let it go. I'm not kidding. I was on that. I was on the ragged edge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure everybody on the road would have loved to see you try and squeeze
2: your belly out that one. Did, did we learn something about leadership
1: from this, or is this just. <laughs> it's
2: about Listen, his...
1: if the shop can't manage without you, reach out to Adam Rath. Yeah. He will explain to you how to do it, how to fix it. I'm not 100 percent convinced my shop is
2: managing without me. I just know that it's still if, there and the money keeps. Listen. Going into well, the then
1: account. that's it. What else do you need
2: listen, to know? If you had
0: seen the fear on this guy's face when we when I posed this question, we were sitting in Tom Shearer's office and I posed this question, and Adam just kind of gets this like blank stare on his face and he says, "Hang on, I've got to make a telephone call." <laughs> he
2: gets up and he walks out. Like, All
0: right, blocks. our next guest well, I really is in didn't here. Know
2: who was in charge?
0: Okay, sit still, Adam. Next
1: guest is here. We're going we're gonna to pause so I can go to the bathroom okay. and get water. All right. then. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always... If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time.
0: this cat this is every time we go somewhere
2: this is the first time
0: no this is, so he, he acts not, like he's done it, this it looks like it's the first time he's done it every single time he does anything I mean I'm sure when he goes home his wife is like huh this is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I was like huh